again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So we're going to be covering um, some things that happened over the weekend and then also uh, getting into, um, you know, what we're seeing uh, in develop, what we're seeing evolve right before our eyes. And, you know, uh, over the weekend, I posted a lot of stuff on Facebook and on Twitter. And, you know, I haven't been using Facebook because I had been banned for 30 days. And so I put up uh, some new stuff, including a new um, image of my uh, for my profile uh, that is more reflective of uh, the direction we're taking the show. A lot of people are like, you know, you got to move away from that meme. And uh, we, we have a few um, things in the works. Uh, with regard to uh, how we're going to be presenting the show and what we're going to be doing with our nonprofit organizations and the kind of live events and speaking opportunities that those things present. And so we're going to be doing a lot of that too. But um, a lot of things came out that were kind of interesting. And not all of them are really connected too well, but yet, you know, one of the things that was interesting was that Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden went to Louisiana and he had zero people show up. Zero. Like no one was there to greet him, applaud. They put up all these barricades and gates and nobody was there to say hello. Nobody was there to cheer and applaud. And I only say that because, you now this is a guy that supposedly got 81 million votes. He must be loved. Gateway Pundit wrote a story on it. They said, no supporters greet 81 million vote recipient Joe Biden as he arrives in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So Joe Biden traveled to Lake Charles, on Thursday to promote his highly unpopular infrastructure bill 
that has nothing to do with infrastructure. No supporters lined up to meet the 81 million vote recipient, Joe Biden. President Joe Biden visits Lake Charles to speak to residents about infrastructure, but he talks about no infrastructure. So it was just a crickets. You know, you get this caravan going down the highway, nothing. And then there was a sign on one of the overpasses that says, the Dems stole it. It's a sad state of, the, state of affairs when we are living our lives under the pretext of what we know is a massive lie. It's a sad state of affairs. But we are not alone. This kind of thing is happening in Europe. This kind of thing is happening in China, Hong Kong, Australia, Canada. It's even worse in Canada in some respects. But you know, the underlying ingredient is globalism. And it's this globalism, this new world order that the Bushes talked about. This new world order, this one world, one world, you know, that Bono used to push. When George Herbert Walker Bush was giving Bono all kinds of money to put up concerts and fundraise in, in, in Africa, we are the world, AIDS to Africa, AIDS uh, aid to Africa to fight AIDS. All of these different slush funds that were being mismanaged. You know, their stories about Deborah Burks and Maria Yovanovitch, who was the ambassador to Ukraine, that were working hand in glove together using these slush funds to do all kinds of shady deals. You know, Jack Posobiec said something uh, that was kind of interesting. He said about the um, about the hacking. You know, it's uh, one of these things where we have this big pipeline that got hacked, right? And he talks about it, and he says, well, you know, our whole eastern seaboard pipeline gets hacked, but yeah, our uh, elections were crystal clear. You know, our elections were pristine. Nobody hacked our elections. Well, of course they, you know, it wasn't the most secure election in history. Of course it can't be. Anytime you connect things to the internet, you're going to have a problem. Here's the quote. Our pipelines can be hacked, but the election was the most secure in history. Speaking of secure, it's the Democrats in Arizona that are actually withholding the passwords to the admin section of the machines that are to be audited. So they're asking for these passwords to the admin control panel, the back end. And they're trying to figure out how they can get access and see what kind of tools were available what kind of uh, history logs there might be. And in the admin section, that's um, rather important. Well, it turns out in Arizona that the only people that had access 
to the admin section were Dominion workers, like that guy named Eric Coomer, who said, Trump's not getting elected. I'll make sure of that. Or I made sure of that. Eric Coomer, who was working closely in Georgia, giving conferences in Colorado, who was a radical left-wing nut job, senior developer, engineer to the Dominion machines, said with his own words, but nobody even wants to talk about it, that there was, the fix was in. And yet these admin sections, so these people in Arizona, the election board, all Democrats, they didn't have access to the passwords, to the admin section that controls everything. Now, that being said, you know, a lot of people were asking questions about what the status is of the AZ audit and all these things. And one of the things that, uh, that's been said is that in about a week, they're going to have to pause for about a week. So there's going to be all these election uh, uh, graduations and they're going to have like five graduations a day on the arena floor. And they have to make room and they could either continue the operation in another part of the building or they could just hit the pause button and take a take a hiatus, take a break and keep everything secure and under wraps. Cyber Ninja is the company that's sponsoring and financing this entire endeavor. And a lot of people are saying, don't just stop at Arizona. Let's look at Michigan. Let's look at Wisconsin. Let's look at Georgia. Let's look at Pennsylvania. You know, a lot of these laws that are point, uh, popping up all over the country are addressing all of these concerns. So we're going to talk about that a little later, about the blessings in disguise for what we're dealing with. But in this particular case, I was uh, I read that uh, it's going to be 60 days. It's not going to be weeks. It's going to be like months. So we, we are likely to not know the results of the AZ audit until probably closer to Independence Day. Well beyond Memorial Day. Into June, I would say mid-June, late June. And they're not leaking anything. And by the time the report comes out, it's probably going to be after Independence Day that we're going to actually see a full-fledged report of that audit. There's a lot of other things that are happening, too. I'm seeing a sea shift within the Republican Party. And it's moving in a very favorable way toward Trump. And I love it. But I've been warning people about it. And what I, what I don't like is when I tweet something or post something. And if I say something, you know, just, you know, pen sucks. I get all kinds of feedback and all kinds of buzz and like all kinds of likes and retweets. And I'm rewarded for really the wrong things. What I find frustrating sometimes is when I actually take, 
you know, I have a moment where I write a really great tweet or face, Facebook post that's insightful, that I think is insightful, and it, it it's either too heavy or it's too complex or whatever, and people don't read the whole thing. Because certainly if they read the whole thing, they, w- they would get it. You know, it's not like it's rocket science. But it is thought-provoking. And what we have to do is we have to stop, stop playing checkers. We have to play chess. We can't just look at the move in front of us and react to it. I had a couple of conversations with people that wanted to crucify DeSantis because of his early positions on vaccines. And I said, whoa, wait a second. Why would you want to have that fight right now in the middle of an election where Trump is fighting for his life and that's Trump's biggest ally? But, you know, a lot of these red meat Republicans wanted to throw the book and slam DeSantis out. You got to pick your foe. You got to pick your adversary. You got to pick who it is that you're going to go after. And you got to understand who is pulling your leg, who is ripping you off. There's so much deception out there. There is a lot of deception. And everything that's being done is being done kind of in a shady way. So I want to talk today about, you know, this turnaround for Rona McDaniel, for example. And everybody's like, well, she's not so bad. Or, you know, Andrew, um, Kevin McCarthy. Or even Mitch McConnell or people like that. Now, Mitch McConnell was the guy in charge when Trump was president and Trump needed to, de- to deal with him. But Trump didn't really like him. I think he gave his wife, Elaine Chow, you know, a transportation secretary position to try to create leverage over a bad situation. Because if he was to get anything done, sometimes the only way you get leverage is you create leverage. And once you create that leverage, you have leverage. And it doesn't always work out. If people were smart, you know, and they didn't bite the forbidden fruit and they didn't take a bite out of that apple, they're not going to be compromised. It's a biblical term, biblical, biblical situation. Be careful when you bite on that fruit and you don't stand with your convictions you will be on the slippery slope. Not getting on it, but on it. And, you know, just like when I've talked in the past about people dealing with the devil and the devil being the terrorist group known as China. Yeah, we call them the terrorist group. That terrorist group called China. China is a terrorist group. They're a terrorist state and they hate it when you say it but people in high places NBC, Universal Sony, you know who knows, the movie industry all of these local public officials 
taking on big investments from Chinese uh, wealthy people that are connected with the Chinese government are gobbling up and they're doing it in a very strategic way. You know, and if we look at things linear, if we look at like, you know, the, the, the person buying property in Arkansas without looking at the people buying property in South Carolina, without the investment in the Georgia business.china or the or the consulate embassy in Texas that was shut down. If we don't put all those pieces together properly, we're playing checkers, not chess. Lately, I've been seeing the rhinos say the right things like Paul Ryan did with his brochure about repeal and replace or build the wall only to, to, to never really have any intention of doing that. He would say the right things and people would believe in him. And I'm here to remind you that the people, these people shouldn't be trusted. They've violated your trust. Rona McDaniels lost when she should have won. She had no business getting her clock cleaned by folks at Dominion. She had no business hiring CrowdStrike after CrowdStrike already proved that they were in bed with the, the Perkins Coe and the left wing and the DNC. Why in the world would she double down on stupid? They're not stupid people. Trust me. I, these people are so smart. These people are so clever. They're playing us for fools. They're playing America for fools. It's how we got Fauci. It's how we got all of these things. So what I want to say is lately I've been seeing these things happen. And there was this article where, where Rona McDaniel, she tweets this out. She says, Thanks to policies from President Trump and Republicans, the economy was roaring back and a vaccine was being robustly distributed. Now Biden is squandering the recovery he inherited. And, you know, the Sahara Desert, they were talking about this when they said, leave it to, a, leave it to Joe Biden to... Uh, if Joe Biden ran the Sahara Desert, he'd run out of sand. And I think what they were talking about there was the jobs numbers on Friday, right? The jobs numbers were so low, and Biden comes out completely out of touch and says, hey, America, we're back. We got 250,000 jobs. Well, the forecast said you should have a million It's like they, they, so then they're saying Americans are afraid to come back to work. Meanwhile, the White House is sending out a letter that's addressed like this. I signed into law the American Rescue Plan, a law that will help vaccinate America and deliver immediate economic relief to hundreds of millions of Americans, including you. 
A key part of the America Rescue Plan is direct payments of $1,400 per person for most American households. With the $600 direct payment from December, this brings a total relief payment of $2,000. This fulfills a promise I made to you. And you know what workers are saying? You know what employers are saying? The employers are saying, I can't compete with that. So I can't bring people back to work if I can't afford to pay them to get off the government dole, the government teat. And that's another thing that's happening. And so I I believe that this is all by design. These people are not stupid. But Rona McDaniel says this, and she doesn't really cover the... I said... So I respond to Ronan McDaniels, who tweeted, thanks to policies from President Trump and Republicans, and, and, and Republicans is the part that you need to worry about, because it was all Donald Trump. The economy was roaring back, and a vaccine was being robustly distributed. You also have to worry about her position on the vaccine as being robustly distributed. A lot of people don't want the vaccine. In fact, the vaccine is so undesirable right now that they're offering pizza. Get a vaccine and a slice. Get a vaccine and a beer. I'm holding out for something better. I haven't gotten a vaccine yet. I'm holding out. I want a better offer. Give me $1,000. Maybe I'll consider it. What are they waiting for? They keep offering more goodies to get your vaccine. Why? Remember what the guy said? Played that clip? They said, if the vaccine, if the social distancing work, why the masks? If the masks work, why the social distancing? If both of those work, then why the lockdowns? If the lockdowns and the vaccines, I mean, if the lockdowns and the masks and the social distancing work, why the vaccines? And if the vaccines are so good, why do you have to actually push it so hard? Why is it that every single where place I go, whether it's social media or anywhere online, there's a promotion for COVID. There's a promotion for that COVID's real. There's a promotion for vaccines. Get your vaccine. We need to get to 70%. We got vaccine passports, ATM machines that were already equipped with bioscanners are going to tell you whether or not you had a vaccine or not. There's going to be a scanner. You can't touch this machine and get your money out of your bank if you don't pass the scanner. Banks are going to get involved. Just like we talked about Twitch and the social media score. So there's going to be a social media score. Behave. Oh, behave. Behave. And take your vaccine. Meanwhile, we're going to be busy starting ridiculous wars so we could actually import refugees for cheap labor. Let's start a war in Syria take all their fighting age males to lift rocks in Europe for, for next to no wages. Have them work our agricultural fields and milk our cows and, and, and make our wine. And we'll take these 
fighting warriors and will turn them into worker mules and put them up in condos and give them incentives, just like we did with the vaccine when we gave you a slice of pizza or a beer or some money to stay home or get your vaccine. We'll pay you to do it. And that's exactly what's happening. They're doing all of that. They're like a matador moving a bull around the ring. They're in control. What you need to do is you need to turn off the volume of confusion. I actually take my phone and I put it on silent. And I put it aside. I'm one of these people. It's like, oh, I didn't have my phone. Hey, why didn't you pick up your phone? I called you for the last couple of hours. I don't know, man. My phone was, you know, charging. Is that okay? Is that okay with you? That I wasn't available for a couple of hours because I didn't have my phone nearby? It wasn't too long ago, like 20 years ago, two decades ago, that nobody really had phones. If I was out, I was out. Leave it, leave it, answer, leave it on my answer machine. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Take your life back, folks, and stop listening to all this rhetoric. Except for the Scott Adams show. Keep on listening to the Scott. So Ronald McDaniels thanks the president, but then throws in, ah, the Republicans did something too. And how about those vaccines? But Biden is squandering. She's trying to bash Biden, right? Liz Cheney did the same thing. She crucified Trump. She even turned, by the way, there's a new story out. This is a new one. There's a new story that she took former Pentagon officials and all and tried to start a mutiny against Donald Trump. And Liz Cheney is going to get busted for this. She got, and this is a, well, just Google it. It's a brand new story that just got released. Liz Cheney, former Pentagon officials were formulating or organizing a mutiny against Donald Trump to overthrow Donald Trump. There was talk about that back in the day, but there is more truth to this now. There's more coming out. And in the later part of this show, that's exactly what we're going to talk about, is how all these pieces are falling down onto the battleground, and we're seeing evidence upon evidence. I mean, if we get big-time evidence in Arizona, that's going to be huge. But we're seeing evidence elsewhere, too. We're seeing evidence about critical race theory, uh, sanctuary cities, open borders, all the lies and deception that the Biden administration has told to the American people are all coming out. It's coming out like a sieve, and people can't plug those holes. So in response to Ronald McDaniel, I said, there is a reason why this wrong person, and I call Ronald McDaniel, the wrong person. 
I said, there's a reason why this wrong person, Mitten's niece, is suddenly saying the right things. In the wake of Luntz the Dunce, Bunk Buddy McCarthy's comments, or Cocaine Mitch's look to the rhino future to forget the Trump past, and Adam Kinzinger's rhino endorsement for those races down in Texas, and Liz Cheney's doubling down on stupid. So Liz Cheney thought that she could really, you know, wipe the floor with Matt Gates. Adam Kinzinger just decided, you know, he's going to go with and support rhinos again. Kevin McCarthy was basically saying, look, we got to look to the future. We're outgunned right now. He sounded a lot like Paul Ryan. Mitch McConnell was on and he said, we're not looking to the past. We're looking to the future. And the future is bright for the Republican Party. Right. And he would say all this cockamamie bullcrap. And Mitch McConnell was just a liar. He basically tried to say things that just weren't true. He tried to discredit Trump. He tried to erase Trump from memory. This was all being done in concert with each other. What I'm trying to say to you folks is this wasn't by accident. This was by design. This was a coordinated effort. Now let me tell you where the kicker really kicks. It happened when there was this new thing about Liz Cheney uh, being censored. Well, Mitt Mitt Romney was censored in Utah. We know that. But where they were going to take it to a vote, a floor vote. And they were all trying to get around Liz Cheney and act like this is the future of the Republican Party. This is the face of the future of the Republican Party. And let me tell you something. You take that and you Put that alongside the fact that they're censoring Donald Trump like there's no tomorrow, right? Facebook said, no, you can't come back on our platform. That's unheard of. It's ridiculous. Twitter, the same thing, banned an American president when they threw a green light to, you know, the Khomeini's in Iran, the Ayatollahs, who said, death to Israel, death to Americans. This is where the heart and minds of Silicon Valley are. They could care less about you, the American people. And in addition, uh, they, you know, they, they've sold out America. They've sold out America completely. They've censored us all. And, you know, Section 230 is still intact. It should have taken one week for them to, to, to settle that score and they didn't. And there's been so many injustices across around the world. Even world leaders abroad can't understand it fully. But here we are. And so the the kicker was this Elise Stefanik. So what happened was President Trump supported and endorsed Elise Stefanik. And after the Texas election illustrated the power of Trump's coattails, and after 
the relentlessness of Liz Cheney. And then the kicker was the Frank Luntz deal. The Frank Luntz deal was by design. See, people think these things just happen by chance. They don't. Not in Washington, they don't. The whole Frank Luntz thing was to show to... Because Kevin McCarthy, by the way, has been a a womanizing, two-timing fool his entire time in Washington. He has mistress after mistress. And everybody knows it. But it's beyond that. His connection with Frank Luntz and Frank Luntz's connection with Google and that whole connection about how tight they are and how they try to keep that a secret. Kevin McCarthy realized his, this, not only is Frank Luntz's career dead and done and over as it, as it relates to the Republican Party, he will never be trusted again. And shame on Fox News for giving him the time of day. But that just goes to show you how in bed Fox News was with all of these, you know, betrayers, right? They betrayed us. Remember when they called Virginia so quickly or Arizona, which actually had a negative impact in Nevada and Virginia had a negative impact in Arizona? You know, they, they did this on purpose. They rigged the election, in more ways than one. The media was, you know, one of the re- ways they did it. But the, the big ways, obviously, we know all about those. The point is, is that when Frank Luntz went down in flames and nobody was there to catch that slob, Luntz the dunce went down and Kevin McCarthy was sitting there with no clothes on and basically realized that he's the leader of the Republican Party in the House, and he's not going down with the ship, and he'd be turned on Liz Cheney. He realized that Trump still is mighty. That is the key. And that was what was so important about it, is that does Trump have the power to influence public policy among the conservative party? Or is it going to be that he has forgotten and that somehow Caitlyn Jenner or Adam Kinzinger or Liz Cheney or Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy and all these others are going to be the heir apparents and Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and rock stars within the Republican Party like that are going to have to take a back seat? That's what was happening in the last few months, people don't understand the fighting that was going on inside the beltway, jockeying for position. It's important that we understand that because until we understand how the game's played, we are going to be biting on the wrong hook like a, like a fish biting on bait and chomping on the wrong hook. And, and being duped. We got to be street smart. We got to look ahead. We got to look at this as a chess piece, a chess board. And the good news is, is Trump does that. And Trump actually now, with his endorsement of Elise Stefanik, is going to win because there's no way 
that Kevin McCarthy, I'll be surprised if when that vote comes and goes, that Liz Cheney is still in a power position. And if she is, then there's something else going on. But we're going to find out this week, probably later this week. It's supposed to be the 12th, but I hear that it could take longer. And uh, to find out exactly what's what. But at least Stefanik is supposed to be the next you know, Republican caucus leader and uh, to take uh, the place of Liz Cheney. And I'm hoping that that's the case. And we'll see. And if that is the case, then you're going to hear Trump take credit for that. And you're going to hear Elise Stefanik support Trump. And you're going to see more of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And and you're going to start to see this momentum brew and build that's going to actually... um, push the America First agenda that we all support here at the Scott Adams Show. We support it like it's like there's no tomorrow. We were on the Trump train before just about anybody. I remember even when I first came on board with Red State, we were Trump supporters since since uh, straw polls before Trump even ran down the escalator. I was on the Trump train before the escalator, during the escalator, and after the escalator. And I'm proud of that fact. And I totally understand what the America First Gen agenda to make America great again is all about. It certainly isn't about what we've been seeing in Washington these days. But in order to win elections, we got to fix first election fraud. And I think that, that there's a lot of patriots in this country. There's a lot of people smarter than me, and they're, they're great people. They're doing really great yeoman's work at the state level. And what they're doing is they're getting the job done in so many ways. And it makes me proud to be a Republican. Now, we have an audio clip I want to play. It's uh, related to the Constitution. It's just a little bit of a reminder. But before we do, I want to just get through a couple of things. It's it's late, getting later in the show, and there's a few things I want to cover. Um, so there's this CNN host, uh, Smirkanish. And uh, I said, shame on Smirkanish. Shame on Smirkanish for betraying the trust of conservatives. I know Smirkanish a little bit. I, I, I was a member of the Philadelphia GOP, and the Philadelphia GOP was always so happy to have Smirkanish, who is a CNN conservative voice, uh, come about and um, speak and things like that. He was a little bit of a celebrity. And I said, hashtag true colors shining bright. Shame on Philadelphia's Michael Smirkanish for supporting, shunning people who choose not to get the vaccine, uh, choose not to get vaccinated. And I, I thought that was important to do because he is another 
wolf in sheep's clothing. He baits you in, he sucks you in, and then next thing you know, he spits you out with a pack of lies. He was a fraud. The guy was a total fraud. Anyway, that was one thing. Um, I want to just work through my... uh, There's a lot of stories that we're not going to cover today, like... Elon Musk and all these things that are going on there. Um, you know, so many different things are happening these days. I will say this. Iowa passed the bill banning critical race theory indoctrination in public schools. Once it's signed by Governor Reynolds, it will prohibit schools from promoting race essentialism, racial guilt, and state-sanctioned racism. You know, it's it's these things that are just killing America, right? This race-baiting bullcrap. It's so bad, really. Stunning omission. Maricopa County, Arizona election officials did not have control over ballot counting machines. That's another one. And then another one, uh, borders are. Kamala Harris got up and walked out of first meeting with Mexican president on border security. Obrador accuses Biden administration of orchestrating a coup. So apparently we're going in the reverse direction with respect to um <clears throat> with respect to uh our border analysis, you know, our border strategy. Emerald Robinson writes, if your church still has Black Lives Matter banner, then it's time to leave and find another church. That's so true. You know, they shouldn't be in the political business like that. And um, so I'm working my way through my uh, Twitter. It's just like a mumbo jumbo of things. Um, But we are going to get to uh, a sound clip. But I want to read a couple more of these things. Steve Cortez writes, I'm confident we will elect an America first Republican House majority in 2022 that will select a speaker who has never roomed with Frank Luntz. That's Steve Cortez. Let me read that again. It's funny, makes a lot of good points. I'm confident we will elect an America First Republican House majority in 2022 that will select a speaker who has never roomed with Frank Luntz. Talking about Kevin McCarthy. The battle lines are being drawn. Steve Cortez is Trump's right-hand man. His... uh, Pitbull, so to so to speak. The Bradford file. If if you uh, have, if you have to give away slices of pizza, or pints of beer to get people to get a vaccine shot, the pandemic is over. Steve uh, Sean Davis writes: The ruling class wants you scared, broke, depressed, medicated, and isolated. You're easier to control that way. Confident. Self-sufficient, happy, healthy people surrounded by friends and family are at threat to the ruling class. And Jack Posobiec wrote, The biggest pipeline in America was shut down by hackers, and the White House hasn't explained one thing about this, uh, the, this about how this happened. Jim Banks writes, You can't erase Donald Trump or his voters from the GOP and expect to win back the majority in the midterm. 
David Marcus writes, I don't think anti-Trump conservatives really understand that haughty air of superiority central to their messaging is 1,000% what Republican voters rejected in choosing Trump. Let's read that again. I don't think anti-Trump conservatives really understand that the haughty air of superiority central to their messaging is 1,000% what Republican voters rejected in choosing Donald Trump. Tim Swain writes, The only way to save California is to immediately stop all immigration, ban sanctuary cities, and increase punishment for violent criminals. The Bradford Fowler writes, Trump, <clears throat> so now even Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit is a junkie? This is emblematic of what is happening to our country. We can't even have a Kentucky Derby without knowing who the real winner is, right? That's uh, a little bit scary. Tim Swain writes, why is the Republican Party taking orders from the roommate of a Google sh- shill leftist? Merv Pilgrim writes, If you put Biden in charge of the Sahara Desert in five years, there'd be a shortage of sand. And Anne Elizabeth writes, Florida Governor DeSantis is to sue the CDC. The suit would finally hold the CDC accountable for the economic damage it, it is needlessly doing to the country. And uh, Walter Kern says, I understand that you think your style of censorship is the good kind. Your sort of surveillance is the good kind. And that your types of scapegoating, choral mockery, uh, and social banishment are the good kinds. I understand you are getting right. Finally, what others got wrong. All right, so uh, right here, the Big Dave says, imagine taking orders from liars, thieves, pedophiles, sycophants, or psychopaths, and mass murderers and thinking you're more virtuous than those who disobey. How do you like that? And then let's take a listen to what Donald Trump said to Charlie Rose once upon a time. Let's take a listen. Already said, an eye for an eye. I mean, he hits you, you're going to hit him back. Well, I might, I might. Yeah, we'll how could you hit him back? We'll see. Hey, time will tell, I guess, right? Yeah, are you looking for the opportunity? No, I'm not looking. I'm, I'm just really so disappointed in him. I'm disappointed in other people. And I was disappointed. I was disappointed in this one man that didn't want to get off the board. Right. He got off. Okay, well, he that's, got he got off. off so, I mean, no, the, the, no, he got off. He got off after being hit over the head with a cannon, okay? What he was the off. cannon? The cannon was me. <laughs> the cannon was me. <laughs> uh, I believe that what's happening is Trump understood. Trump always fights fights he can win. He never fights fights he loses. And in this case, you know, he was in a position where he couldn't win that fight. He lost the media, the center right. He lost a lot of things. He knew he couldn't, didn't have the muscle. He knew that he was David versus Goliath. But what's happening now is all the fallout associated with all the baggage and all the corruption and all. And it was Donald Trump that actually forced all of that fallout, meaning he forced the other side to pull out the big guns and you know and 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 illustrate the shrapnel and what we're seeing is shrapnel everywhere on the battlefield but we would have not needed that shrapnel if it wasn't for the fact that we had Donald Trump in the office meaning that 
it was Donald Trump that actually forced the hand of the big guns of the deep state to where now there's shrapnel everywhere. And that shrapnel is quickly and, and methodically turning into evidence that's going to actually do more harm to them than they ever dreamed. Molly Hemingway wrote, Molly, Molly Hemingway wrote, NPR ripped for openly admitting big tech interference in elections. Again, to my point. Also, Glenn Greenwald writes, Democrats approve of the CIA more than Republicans by nine points and approve of the FBI 23 points more than Republicans. Two defining features of the modern-day Democrat are reservance for institutions of authority. They also love the corporate press and censorship support. Huh. Steve Cortez writes, Pro-amnesty Jenner would undoubtedly continue California's so-called sanctuary state madness. Hard pass. So he passes on Caitlyn Jenner for that. Now, I want to play uh, the Bradford file says, is it just me or is it this, is the atrocious jobs report a good reason to close the freaking border? And Cat Turd says, does someone want to tell Dr. Fauci that we've been fully open in Florida for a long time and none of this, his ridiculous predictions have come true? That's true. So we are going to be um, taking a listen to Steve, uh, Steve Hilton real quick. Patronizing conservatives who criticize Facebook's Trump ban on First Amendment grounds. Don't they even understand the Constitution? The First Amendment doesn't apply to private companies. They pompously droned. But they're the ones who don't understand the Constitution. The Constitution, America itself, is built on an idea that is under assault right now from Facebook, from the rest of big tech and from the Biden regime. That idea is the decentralization of power. No one should be overmighty. Power should be dispersed. That's the way to prevent tyranny. The concentration of power is the enemy of freedom. That's the whole point of the Constitution. Checks and balances, separation of powers, federalism, all of it. Designed to avoid too much power in too few hands. Well, look what we have today. Unprecedented power over what we can read, see, hear, say, think. In the hands of four or five people in Silicon Valley. An unprecedented power grab, now underway from the Biden regime, brazenly exploiting the pandemic to centralize control over every aspect of our lives through a bigger and bigger federal government. Both these concentrations of power must be confronted and defeated. Big tech must be confronted and defeated by buying or killing off the competition, whether that's new startups or old media like local papers, Mark Zuckerberg deliberately set out to control public debate while pretending it was all just a way to bring people together. Zuckerberg told our own Dana Perino he wouldn't be an arbiter of truth. That was a lie. Facebook literally operates what it calls a fact-checking program, except it's not fact-checking. It's degenerated into censoring opinions that don't fit a narrow left-wing elitist groupthink. Zuckerberg says he's not making editorial judgments that Facebook is just a politically neutral platform. That's a lie. Zuckerberg directly meddled in the last election to help Biden by making an editorial judgment to cover up Biden family corruption. No reasonable person would disagree that the judgmental monopolistic monster that Facebook has become is incompatible 
with an open, pluralistic society. Now, with this Trump fiasco, Zuckerberg lied again with his punt to a politically independent oversight board. It's about as politically independent as Pelosi. It's a ghastly collection of sanctimonious global busybodies, from the former Social Democrat Prime Minister of Denmark to the ex-editor of The Guardian, The Guardian, to the head of Penn America, Suzanne Nossel, whose descent into Orwellian authoritarianism is now complete with her call for state-run censorship in the name of free speech. Enemies of democracy like her are right at home at Facebook. It's obvious Zuckerberg is a maniac who needs to be stopped. There's not even political disagreement about that. The question is, how should Zuckerberg be stopped? To understand that, we need to understand what kind of maniac he is. And the answer, he's a megalomaniac. All he cares about is power, making Facebook bigger because that makes his power bigger. He doesn't care if he's regulated. He wants to be regulated. He wants us to focus on things like Section 230. He'd love Congress and state governments to spend the next 10 years bogged down in endless haggling over footling regulatory changes. Zuckerberg can afford it. He's got an army of lawyers and lobbyists. So while the politicians and bureaucrats fiddle with regulations, Zuckerberg's power grows. Facebook is now closing in on 3 billion users. Silicon Valley has jargon for all this. They call it network effects. Network effects sounds so bloodless and benign. It means that the bigger the size of your network, the more valuable it is. But it's not benign. It is a cynical, self-serving justification for monopoly. Republicans must wake up. The only thing Zuckerberg, like all the big tech CEOs, fears is loss of power, the breakup of their empire. That's why it's the only thing we should be focused on, breaking up big tech. And not just forcing Facebook to sell the companies it should never have been allowed to buy in the first place, like Instagram and WhatsApp. Break up big tech into tiny pieces. There should be at least as much competition in social media as the rest of the media, and we shouldn't stop till we get it. It's the same prescription for big government. Has Biden even read the Constitution he swore to defend? The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So what's Biden doing? The federal government metastasizing into areas that are reserved for the states and the people. It- well, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, you can listen to that clip. Uh, it's about another minute. Uh, of it uh, on my Twitter. We're out of time. And, um, you know, the thing is about that is uh, we need to actually decentralize our government out of D.C. and put it all across America. That would be one way to start doing that. Um, But with that, you know, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. We'll be back tomorrow. My name is Scott Adams, and I'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.